live from WebTech 2021 in Chicago. I'm Amanda Holloway, host of Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. And whether you're a longtime listener or new to the podcast, I'd like to welcome you to this special series about wastewater technology, management, and infrastructure. I'm excited to be back here, and I've got a great roster of guests lined up for you, covering topics ranging from advancements in treatment technology to how the industry is adjusting to the new norm of ongoing natural disasters and weather events. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to WefTech 2021 in Chicago. I am Amanda Holloway, host of Solving Water, a Xylem podcast. And I am here with Austin Alexander, Vice President of Sustainability and Social Impact for Xylem. Um, Great to have you here. (laughs) I am very excited to be here, both at WefTech and with you for this podcast, which I'm a huge fan. Big listener, longtime listener. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I could say the same for you um, because your last podcast we did was a Zoom call with Claudia Toussaint and was about the sustainability report, the 2020 sustainability report. And that has been one of our most listened to episodes of all time on Solving Water. So congratulations. Thank you. So before we get into the meat of the discussion, wondering if you can just tell our listeners a little bit, remind our listeners what, what you do for Xylem. So I have all the fun stuff. I think about our sustainability of Xylem from everything from our supply chain through the operations, through uh, the way our products operate with customers and how all that fits together into Xylem's overall being a sustainable and responsible business. I also have our diversity, equity, and inclusion programs at Xylem, making sure we're building a diverse, inclusive workforce. Um, We're getting representation and thinking about equity. And then I have Watermark, our corporate social responsibility program which has always been a love of mine in my tenure at Xylem. So now to have this opportunity to work really, really hands-on with it is fantastic. That's great. So like I mentioned before, the last time we talked was, I want to say May or June, right after the sustainability report came out. And so how, I mean, not quite six months, but we're getting close uh, later. How's your summer been? Well, as soon as we got the report out, I took a nap. <laughs> but, uh, you know, on to, on to the next thing. In our report, our 2020 report, we talked a lot about um, our 2025 sustainability goals. And we've really reached a point of operationalizing those in the business. And so that's where I'd say the first half of the year, a lot of my time was spent on how do we really operationalize these across business into the functional areas. And believe it or not, now that that report is out and we're, we're thinking about what does the next set of goals look like for Xylem and thinking about how do we continue to raise the bar in our own sustainability endeavors. So this is a question I had prepared for you because I want to know, so we have the 2025 targets, yeah. but how often do we have to revisit those goals? I mean, especially with how fast the world seems to change, especially with climate change are we revisiting these every yearly biannually like what what are your yeah maybe i'll take a a a little bit of a step back when we set the 2025 goals and this was before my tenure in this role it's a balance of setting a target that's ambitious but credible so for many of our goals we didn't have a pathway we didn't know how we're going to figure them out and so the first couple of years, we're just figuring out, okay, how do we measure this? How do we track it? How do we actually accomplish it? And now we've reached the hump of like, it's execution mode on those goals. And so for those, we, we really don't tweak those 
too much. We're really kind of those are in the operating model. Now it's thinking about what, what do we do to raise the bar on the next set of goals and and one of those we recently announced. Wow. <laughs> Tell us more. Oh, yes. On September 30th, we announced a net zero before 2050 target with some incremental milestones, including a 2030 target to be aligned to the 1.5 degree Celsius reduction. So that's a big deal for us. That was a lot of my summer. And it was, we were doing a lot with greenhouse gases at Xylem, but this really raised the bar for us and, and continue to try to keep us in that leadership position as a, as a sustainable company. Yeah, fantastic. So aside from just, you know, net zero, no big deal, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a really big deal, big feat. But what else are you working on these days? Well, the fun thing about my role is there's no bad ideas, so I get to work on a lot of different things, and staying focused is the hard part. We're thinking about what our next kind of framework for sustainability looks like and how we further tie that into what our customers are looking for and need in the very ever-changing world we live in. So we're building a framework for our 2030 goals today and thinking about how we can continue to raise the bar there and really thinking along the lines of climate change in particular and that impacts on the water sector. So we're thinking in three categories of decarbonizing the sector, continuing to build resiliency and stewardship of water resources and doing it in a way that it provides equity and access for all. I'm happy to go into each of those, but that's kind of how we're framing up where we're headed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's great. I, I just listened to, and for our audience here, we, we had an investor day recently, and so I was just listening to that again on the train ride down. And yeah, I mean, we're addressing scarcity, yep. resiliency, and then affordability. Yep. And all of those things, scarcity, resiliency, affordability, as climate change continues and we continue to feel the impacts of that, those things are only amplified further. And water has a really unique role to play. You may not know this, but the recent studies have shown that about 10% of the global greenhouse gas emissions can be tied back to the water sector, water use, management, and treatment, which is huge, huge for a, a tenth of the global greenhouse gas emissions. So the sector as a whole has a not only a responsibility to, but really a cool opportunity to lead the way in what it means to transition to a decarbonized economy. That stat is super interesting because I know we also talk about the stat of pumps and how they generate like the most carbon emissions, the most energy, right? So it's like 35% yeah. of greenhouse gas emissions, I think, are from pumps and motors, basically. Yeah, it's, it's a cool opportunity for Xylem to kind of sit in the middle of that to say, you know, we have a really big role to play in the way we can decarbonize both for our utility customers, but our industrial customers and commercial buildings customers as well that are thinking about what are my biggest energy uses, what are my biggest energy consumers, and in some cases it's their pumps or other Xylem equipment, so how do we set the standard for them? So that's a great segue to my next question, which is about, so we're here at WefTech, predominantly a wastewater event. There's definitely a high presence of water utilities here. And so coming from your perspective, do you have a sense for 
what customers are looking for in terms of efficiencies and sustainability. Are they trying to be more sustainable because it's part of policy and compliance? Mm. Or are they wanting to be more sustainable because they want to be better stewards of the environment? Yeah. I, uh, I'm just leaving a session we had with U.S. Water Alliance talking about this. How do we get utilities or, or what is motivating utilities to make net zero commitments? And it is across the board. Uh, globally, when we take a step back, we have some communities like the U.K. that has made commitments that the entire water U.K. system will, will decarbonize. But then you have other regions of the world that are a lot earlier on their journey, particularly here in the U.S. This is important to us, but it's, it's a combination of what's the first step I take? It's a big deal. And so how do, what are the first things I can think about? And is this important to my stakeholders? And is this going to cost a lot of money for me? And those are all things that, you, that, that utilities, I think, are grappling with. And finding ways to communicate this can be done in a way that's good for the environment, good for their bottom line, and the affordability for their users. So finding that right balance, I think, is where utilities are still in those early stages of of figuring out what's the first step. And this is just a, more of a curiosity for me because I work in communications, but do you find that our customers are looking more for guidance in terms of how to tell the story to their ratepayers and you know what I'm saying? I, I do and yes, absolutely. I think about it the way we we internally talk about sustainability um, and, I, and then I try to put myself in the shoes of the utility from that perspective. You know, internally for us, sustainability has really been grounded in it's the right thing to do. That's the foundation. It's good for the environment. It's good for societies to live in. But then there, we can tie it into our business strategy. We can then do things like tying it into our green finance strategy and that continues to build on each other. So we have a stack of, of kind of the the, all the good that comes with sustainability and and internally that's what we have to find as my team to, to communicate that that there's multiple benefits to various activities we do I think utilities are in that early days of those position of how do I communicate the financial benefit as well as the environmental benefit that this can do for their yeah their because I, my guess is that you know there's a desire to want to do better for the environment outside of the fact that there's also, you know, increasingly stringent policy or requirements coming down to be able to kind of move that forward. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm guessing that it's also something that our customers want to do outside of having to do. I mean, look, it's the water sector and, and you mentioned wastewater, Weftex mostly wastewater show. It's based on two premises of providing healthy communities, protecting the public welfare of our communities, and protecting the environment and what we're putting back out into the environment. Those are the two core pillars of wastewater management. And protecting our environment and protecting the people that live there are the two foundations of of a decarbonized and resilient communities. Tell me more about what you're doing here at WEFTEC. So you you mentioned you had a, a meeting with the U.S. Water Alliance recently, but what else are you doing here at WEFTEC with our utility customers? Yeah, it's been one day and it's been really fun so far. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been getting to do a little bit of everything, meeting with utilities, meeting with channel partners, ways we can further come together on our sustainability initiatives, whether it's whether it is things like decarbonizing, but all the way through to watermark programs. Tomorrow, I'm really excited to have breakfast with our WEF inflow students. 
we are a big sponsor of the WEF Inflow program, which is bringing in students from, from around the U.S. in underprivileged communities and giving them experience of what it means to work in water and their prime talent. Wow. So I am going to work them hard <laughs> to come work at Xylem because those are the people we want in our company. Take some more stickers. Yeah, we will give you. them stickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's a really exciting. I think I, I need to get a podcast about inflow. Like I need to get, oh, yeah, I need absolutely. to um, Absolutely. I think his name is Jace, Jason. Jason is fabulous. Yep. So yep. I know he manages that. So that's awesome. What are you hearing from our from the wastewater industry, like in terms of major pain points when it comes to sustainability? What are they? Mm-hmm. What kinds of questions are they asking you? Um, yeah, I think it's it's two areas that come top of mind. I mean, first is the the how do I communicate to my stakeholders why I'm doing it, what I'm doing it for, what's the implications of it. I think many utilities are still in that, are are figuring that piece out of how do we start to really communicate this. Um, But we're in a really interesting time. COP26 is coming up in Glasgow in early November, and the utility sector as a whole has been making really a lot of noise leading up to that about water's role in climate change, and water needs to have an important voice at COP26. And so I think that there's there's excitement anticipation maybe some nervousness just in the sector as a whole of this is going to really shine the light on us as utility or and within the sector to really start to make some moves i'm going to shift gears a little bit here we were talking about climate change and sustainability and a big part of that is what's happening in our world right so we've got all of these natural disasters from Flooding worldwide, yep. right? The terrible flooding in, in Germany and Italy. We've got flooding in the northeast yeah. and southeast. But then also all these hurricanes and then just crazy storm. Like, just, there's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, Xylem, we take an active role in supporting communities that have been hit by these disasters. And so I know that probably there's a sustainability component and that you're familiar, that you work in that area. So, you know, how does sustainability fit into the disaster relief efforts that we, that we get involved in every year? Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about the climate mitigation aspect, but the climate adaptation of we are well on our way to climate change happening. We're seeing that today. We see that in 2021 right now. Um, and and so there's two aspects of first building communities that are more uh, adaptable, more resilient to the changes that are underway. There's a huge sustainability aspect to that. And it's actually part of our goals we track for 2025 of how we can help our customers to be more resilient. And that's applicable, by the way, both for utility and communities of, that are addressing stormwater issues, but even our industrial customers that are operating in places that either have too much or too little water, and it's an important piece of their process. So helping them become better stewards and in the, the watersheds that they operate. But yeah, we do have a really cool disaster response program, so I'm glad you asked me about that. And we there's kind of two two areas that we support. The first is through our global nonprofit partners. We have fantastic partners in Mercy Corps, AmeriCares, Planet Water, um, among others that that really help us when a disaster hits. We've got deep relationships with them and great understanding that 
they say, hey, you know, we need a pump or we need this, we need money, you know, what is it? And, and we can really work with them to help in communities and that's a fabulous partnership that we have today. And then we also use our own equipment to send in. We have dewatering equipment under the Godwin brand that we can, we can, we have flown into different sites. Most recently in China, there's been some flooding where we've uh, provided pumps to communities, India very recently too, where we can use our engineering and expertise to help get areas dewatered rather quickly. And I'll tell you, most of our responses, both through our nonprofit partners and with our equipment over the last year and a half, have been in predominantly healthcare facilities around the world. Interesting. Because they're getting hit really hard and, well, Healthcare facilities, hospitals, clinics are under a lot of pressure with COVID-19. And so we've really taken our approach to first target those facilities because they are, are most at need in these communities and are already under a lot of pressure. So we've spent a lot of time focusing on those those areas. Wow. I mean, that's that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, one of my favorite uh, disaster relief, it's not, I mean, I guess it's not a like a huge natural disaster, but I know that we helped that youth soccer yeah, team. Yeah, the Thai, yeah. Uh, Thai soccer team. And, yeah. and so what I love about that story is that it wasn't our products that were in there dewatering, but our people were flown there to provide expertise. That's right, yeah. On site, right? So yeah. I just lo- I love that it's not just about pumps and money, right? It's about our knowledge and really helping people figure this stuff out. That's exactly right. Um, And we have some really fantastic people, Adam Drakely, Bobby Spinner, shout out to those guys uh, that are really good at this stuff and able to think outside the box and get creative, whether it's for a, a customer or for a soccer team in Thailand, which is just really neat. It's really neat to be a part of that. That's great. So I just have um, one final question for you. Okay. Um, I think I've asked, I probably have asked this earlier in the year, but so maybe your answer will be the same or maybe it'll be different because, you know, six months (laughs) have passed. What's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Ooh, hmm, I don't even remember what I said last time. So (laughs) So good. It's like a brand new experience. I've probably known this, but it's just become even more evident to me over the last six months and some of the things we worked on with Xylem is how critical water is to the climate change discussion. And we cannot talk climate change mitigation or adaptation without talking about water. And water's voice needs to be centered to that conversation. And it's really time for us as a sector to step up to the plate and do that. I think the world's ready for it, government's ready for it, and as we head into COP26 this November, it's really up to water to take our place and say, you know, climate change is about water. <laughs> and and we should be the forefront of that. Well, we're very fortunate at Xylem to have you leading the leading the charge oh, thank there. You. <laughs> um, thanks so much for team. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for being here today. Have a great rest of the show. Thank you. I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Amanda. Many thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you'll come back and join us for the next episode in the 2021 WEFTEC series. More information can be found at the link in today's show notes. And please contact me at amanda.holloway at xylem.com or via LinkedIn with questions, feedback, or to be a guest on Solving Water.